Trump gets acquitted again. And Andrew Cuomo lied entirely about the COVID-19 nursing home deaths. And Parler is back. I'll be getting into that and more on The William Hall Show. Welcome back to the show, start of a brand new week, and Trump has been acquitted again. And yes, that means he broke the record. He is now the most acquitted president in all of history. Of course, that's not what the Democrats are going to tell you. They're going to say he's been impeached more times than anybody, but he's also been acquitted more times than any other president. And I think that is the most important thing out of all of this, because it shows that the Democrats have done nothing but try to attack him at every step of the way, no matter what they do, that's all they care about. So the U S Senate voted 57 to 43 to acquit former president Donald Trump in his second impeachment trial. And that was, so basically what was needed is two thirds of the Senate had to actually vote in favor of this, or at least the conviction for him to actually be, guilty of what they were charging him for for. And they, so they basically needed 67 votes that did not happen. Uh, they were required to, those votes were required to convict Trump. They were never going to get those numbers because that would have required a lot of Republican senators to actually side with them. And that did not take place. Now we all know how the Democrats voted. Of course they voted in favor of the impeachment and, and charging him with their stupid, things that they were trying to put under him, basically put the responsibility of all of the things that happened on January 6th on him. But seven Republican senators, to be honest with you, no surprise with these people. So you had Susan Collins, Richard Burr, Pat Toomey, Lisa Murkowski, Mitt Romney, of course, Ben Sass, of course, and Bill Cassidy. Those seven Republicans all basically voted to impeach Trump. For whatever reason, for some reason, they feel like it is Trump himself that is responsible for everything that happened at the Capitol. I don't understand how they draw that conclusion, considering if you literally look at his words, like his speech, word for word, everything in there is telling people to be peaceful and patriotic. If there's anything else that they're pointing to in that speech, everyone else in Congress and in all of government is guilty of the same thing. And they know that. They should know that by now. But yet they continue to lie to people. So you had Mitch McConnell, and he used the Senate floor after the vote was over to basically trash Trump and say that he was, and although he was found not guilty of the impeachment trial, basically say he's entirely responsible for all of this. There's no question, none, that President Trump is practically and morally responsible for provoking the events of the day. No question about it. The people who stormed this building believed they were acting on the wishes and instructions of their president. And having that belief was a foreseeable consequence of the growing crescendo of false statements, conspiracy theories, and reckless hyperbole, kept shouting into the largest megaphone on planet Earth. 
So, of course, that's just a piece of what he was saying. But he went on to basically say there's no question, none, that President Trump is practically and morally responsible for provoking the events of that day. How? How? Just because he was president? I mean, give us a reason here, man. Like, what is the exact reason as to why you think that he's responsible for that? So he also goes on to say that this was an intensifying crescendo of conspiracy theories by a president who seemed determined to overturn and the will of the voters or torch the institutions on the way out. Listen, at no point was Trump trying to torch the institutions. This sounds like a Democrat talking right now. You would have no idea that this was the minority leader used to be majority leader. You would have no idea about that because everything that he's saying is kind of your run-of-the-mill Democrat talking point, that, that he was trying to overturn the election. What we were trying to do is get the truth because the problem is that now, report after report, slowly but surely, we're getting more and more information showing that votes were not correct. And yet, that's, that's exactly what they're going to do with this. Now, he did say that um, he did vote not guilty in this whole thing, which is kind of weird. I don't know if he was why he did that, if he was going to slam him and say that he's that Trump's responsible for all of this. But either way, he did that. And of course, you had Representative Swalwell, of course, that had to chime in on it, even though he lost this entire ordeal anyways. You know, the choice was, well, do we chase those people not knowing what they're going to say to the courts for years or do we go forward with a powerful thundering case that we have? And also knowing that Mitch McConnell was already telling us that he believed the challenge was a jurisdictional one. So we could have called God herself and the Republicans weren't going to be willing to convict. So we're proud of the case we put forward. Were there witnesses that would have testified? <laughs> All right. So a woman to that, right? Is that the new thing? I don't know. I don't know if he did that on purpose or on accident, to be honest with you, but that was a bit of a weird clip there. So, after all this settled, effectively, Trump came out and he did say, and he made this statement saying, we have so much work ahead of us and soon we will emerge with a vision for a bright, radiant and limitless American future. So clearly Trump has a plan here. We're going to probably see a lot more of him now that this whole ordeal is over. And we're looking forward to that. Uh, I want to see what the plans are. We want to see exactly, are people going to rally for Trump or are they going to rally with the establishment GOP? And I, and I honestly think they're going to rally with Trump. Because the, the GOP, we have people like Mitch McConnell, something just feels weird when you have this old guy kind of standing up there telling you all of these things about what Trump did wrong. And, and of course, he's not even being direct with it. He's not even really telling the truth at all. He's just there mumbling along like Mitch McConnell always does, just being the establishment kind of person has always been in government for many, many years that he is. And I think people are looking for a new path and that has left Mitch McConnell and the others, these other seven people that say voted for impeachment behind. It's, it's left them behind entirely. And they ought to be scared about that or at least realize that at least what Trump has started will be the future of the Republican Party, not what they're doing. What they're doing is old hat. It doesn't work and it's gone based at this point. Everybody's looking to move on to something else. So in another bit of a story here. So New York businesses are now fleeing to Florida. Now, this is of no surprise to anybody that's been paying attention for the last year about what's been happening in different cities in New York and California that have either cost a bunch of jobs because of lockdowns or just a lot of restrictions and people just don't want to be there, right? So uh, new reports saying dozens of New York City restaurants have suddenly opened in Palm Beach 
outpost. They are escaping the icy weather for one and severe COVID-19 restrictions. Following the New York City residents who left the city in droves during the height of the pandemic and the ensuing economic downturn. Now, listen, I'm fine with all of these people coming from New York, coming down to Florida. That's fine. I have no problem with that. You, you, you want the better weather. You, you want an open state, an open city. Hey, I am all for that. But remember why you left. Don't bring those politics that are what got Cuomo, Andrew Cuomo and others elected into these Democrat run states and bring those into Florida. Because the problem is that you want to enjoy it when things get tough. But when it's easy, you start voting for Democrats and then we start wondering what's happening here. That, that's the big difference here. I, don't bring your politics with you if you're coming from New York to Florida, because all you're doing is turning Florida into that same problem. You, you'll turn Florida into another New York. And we'll be getting into a little bit more about the issues with New York in a second. But there's this is a major issue for the city of New York. A big issue. And the reason why is because this is this is posted the biggest population decline of any state in the U.S., putting it on track for the first population fall of any decade since the 1970s so in 50 years we haven't seen a decline like this so that tells you that this is serious a lot of people are really feeling the hurt in new york and they want to get out of there no matter what but like i said remember why you left Remember why you left. Put the blame on those that are to blame for causing New York to be what it is. Figure out who it is to blame. Don't just move down here because you see it's nicer. Why is it nicer? Ask yourself that question. Come down here and learn from your mistake. That's the best way that we can move forward in all of this. That's the best way that we can do anything. Now, moving on about New York a little bit. Andrew Cuomo. We've talked for a while, pretty much over the past six months, about the nursing home deaths. These were the deaths that occurred because Andrew Cuomo was sending patients that were COVID positive back into nursing homes. As a result, a bunch of older people, which are the highest risk for COVID-19 deaths, just because of age mainly, those people died. A lot of people died in nursing homes because of his stupid policy that he put in on purpose, by the way. This wasn't some accident. He didn't just let it happen. He He literally put in a policy that was supposed to let that was directing them to do that. So basically his top aide came out and had to apologize to Democrat lawmakers for withholding the state's nursing home death toll from COVID-19. Now full stop right there. Why is she apologizing to the Democrat lawmakers and not the people that were involved or the, that have family members that died in these nursing homes? That tells you right there, they're more concerned about not making their constituents upset than they are about, of course, the people that had family members' lives that were lost. Says a lot about them, doesn't it? So then it goes on, and she says, she told him that we froze. Why? It was out of fear that the true numbers would be used against us. Well, of course they would have been. Of course they would have been used against you. They're your fault. (laughs) I mean, that should be no surprise to you. It, it was the fault of Andrew Cuomo and his administration that allowed for all of these deaths to take place. Really, the reason why you didn't want to say anything is because, I mean, you froze. That's correct. But you froze because Trump, you didn't want to give Trump any more ammo. That's what it was. 
Trump was already bringing this up. Everyone was talking about this on the conservative side, but you had, or Andrew Cuomo and the people that worked for him, they had the mainstream me- media and news that were going to cover all of that up for them. So they didn't have to worry about any of that. They could just sit back and enjoy as the media gave him awards and, and said that he had a, a great response to COVID-19. Meanwhile, they were more focused on attacking Ron DeSantis where now the very New Yorkers are leaving from New York and coming to Florida. They were trying to attack Ron DeSantis for his policies of opening up, but it looks like your citizens realize the difference. That's why they're leaving New York. That's why they're leaving New York. They need to realize that. People need to realize that. You know, and and Andrew Cuomo posted some weird video, honestly, on Twitter. I have no idea what this is about. Check this out here. You got the vaccine, they got the vaccine, we got the vaccine. We can get back to normal, let me inform you, let's all get the vaccine. It's about community immunity. I'm talking unity for you and me. If Doc says it's good, trust me, it's good. Now let's all get the vaccine. There is none higher, DMC. I will inspire. Time for us to trust and not debate. The vaccine, believe it's safe to take. Nine out of ten people won't get sick. That's 90% effective and legit. This COVID thing is real and it will find you. It's killing our people, let me remind you. Back in the days, back in the days, there was polio, smallpox, back in the days. Measles and mumps, man, back in the days. But because of the vaccines, none of those days. Vaccines, they work to trigger immunity. Two shots, we got antibody security. We gotta act now. No need to wait. Get your vaccine before it's too late, for real. So honestly, when I first saw that, I thought it was an entire joke, to be frank with you. I mean, what in the world is that? And, and, and for those that are listening to just the audio here, who do you think they're pandering to? What, 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 what kind of group are they pandering to in this? It's obviously that they're trying to pander to black people. I mean, it literally says hip hop on it. And, and they're talking about this vaccine and, and there's this paper that one of the guy holds up and it says, quote, why does COVID-19 kill more people in communities of color than in white communities? I have a question to that. Why does that even matter? Why is that our topic of discussion? Why does everything have to be so racially based in everything that we do? Why can't we just let the virus be the virus and focus on what we need to do to stop it instead of focusing on what race it affects disproportionately versus this other race? Chances are you'd be able to make a faster argument to say, well, there's these poorer communities tend to have more black people in them. So therefore that then to literally say it's the skin color of the person that causes this to happen. I'm confused by this entire thing. I'm confused by this entire thing. This is pandering at a very low level because it's almost like treating black people like they're stupid. And I mean, some people are, you know, unable to, they'll just take this and they'll love it. Maybe they'll eat it up. But I think most people will realize how insulting this type of stuff is. If you're going to say something, just say something. We don't need you to put out some stupid racial cartoon with hip hop in it, assuming that black people are going to see that and say, ooh, hip hop and black people in the cartoon. I mean, there's literally only black people in that cartoon. It's very obvious who it's pandered towards, who it's pandering to. And, And that's what they're trying to push with this kind of propaganda. And just a quick reminder that I do have a Patreon where you can donate directly to the show here and also make sure that you check out the links in the description of all the places where I'm at, Parler, Gab, Twitter, no matter where it's at, you never know when any of those platforms are going to get taken down. So take a moment, go follow me there just in case we lose touch or some other platform goes down. 
Trump's attorney destroyed a CBS reporter. And this happened just a couple of days ago. I did a reaction video to it. I won't be able to post the whole video in here because it's too long. But check out the reaction if you're interested in the whole thing. But here's a snippet of what that sounded like. In front of him three times. To be clear times. for our viewers, what, what, you're, what you're talking about now is, is a check mark uh, that's a verification on Twitter that, that did not exist on that particular tweet. Uh, a 2020 that should have actually read 2021. Um, and the selective editing, you say, of, of the tapes. Is that how, wait, is that wait, the wait, doctored wait, 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 evidence wait, wait, of what you're speaking? Wait. That's not enough for you? That's not enough for you? I'm, I, 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 wait, wait, wait. No, sir, no, no. I'm trying. Listen, I, I am not a listen. juror in this trial. That's, what I'm trying to be all... clear for our viewers is what, you, actually, is what you're we, referring we found, to. Because no, not no, everybody no. has found, been following. It's not okay no, not everybody, to doctor sir, a little bit of evidence. Respectfully. respectfully. I have not, not said it is. Question, I have not said it is okay. Ma'am, your question is I want turned. to be clear for our viewers. Listen, what has to happen is the media has to start. I want to be clear for our viewers about what exactly you're saying when you say doctored evidence. The media has to start telling the the right story in this country. The media is trying to divide this country. You are bloodthirsty for ratings. And as such, you're asking questions now that are already uh, uh, set up with a fact pattern. I can't believe you would ask me a question indicating that it's all right just to doctor a little bit of evidence. There's more stuff that we uncovered that they doctored, to be frank with you. And perhaps that will come out one day. I love this guy. Uh, this guy is awesome. Really. I, I really like the way that he was able to just present the facts, present it and just call it out for what it is, for what we all know. The media is so biased. They don't even realize that they're biased. That, that was the real big thing that kind of spoke to me here is that she, I don't think that that reporter even realizes what they're doing. They're so comfortable with it. They're so comfortable in their skin of bias that they're fine. They don't realize that what they're even doing on a daily basis is bias. I believe that most of these reporters don't even know how to be objective at all. The one thing a reporter is supposed to do. So there was a portion in there where she said, I'm not a juror, though. I'm, I'm just asking a question for our viewers at home. It's a loaded question, but I'm going to ask these questions for not me, but for other people. Right. Listen. Okay, yeah, you're not a juror, but you're supposed to be an objective journalist. It is your job not to sit there and tell us how we're supposed to behave or, or think about certain types of information that come available to us. And when you and when you see them talking about this doctored evidence, it's a big deal. It's a big deal because it's literally similar to in a court case that of somebody saying, "Well, such and such did this. This is what they stole." Them them adding items to it or something. It, you're trying to make it look worse, so you change the evidence. You're not supposed to do that. That is illegal. That's not okay. And yet they're doing it. And, and they will continue to do this. And, and you have the media going to bat for them because they're not going to talk about this. Think about it. If Republicans did this, how much do you want to bet it would be ran all over the news for weeks and weeks and weeks? They doctored this evidence. They put in a verified check mark when it wasn't a verified user. They changed the date a whole year to try and do this and that and the other. Which party, at least in this impeachment trial, was basing their things on facts and fiction? If you're willing to lie to prove a case in an impeachment trial, that tells me that you don't have a case. Your case is weak. You knew it was weak. So you had to go out of your way to strengthen it by lying to people. 
And you have these news media people that are just sucking it up, going right along with it. And basically in the pocket of the Democrats, they don't care either way. They just want to cater to what the Democrats have always been doing. That's what the mainstream media is there for. And they don't even realize when they're biased at all. And it's too late for her to even try and remotely backtrack in this entire situation. So Parler is back, sort of. And that's that's kind of a big sort of. So Parler is slowly coming back up online. If you are on Android, you have the ability to use the application there. Now, I left the app on my phone. I have not deleted it. And I've been able to get onto Parler as well. If you don't have the app or if you deleted the app, then you should be able to search Parler APK online. And that will allow you to click directly on it and install it directly to your phone as well. So that is the best way to do it if you're on Android. If you're on iOS, uh, there's no way for you to download a new application if you don't already have the old one. I still have the old one on my iPad, so it's not a big deal. And on web, the web version should be operating as well. Now, you're going to have some spotty coverage right now. Some of it's going to be in, some of it's going to be out because of the fact that they're bringing servers online still. There's a lot of traffic that's coming onto the site all of a sudden right now. So we're going to have to have a little bit of a growth period here. They said in about three days, everything should be fairly smoothed out, but we're going to have to give it time for that to take place. So the uh, for while that's going on, I basically have been keeping track of the CEO of Gab and, and Gab is a direct competitor to Parler as well. And their CEO is a self-avowed Christian is what he calls himself, but he's been extremely annoying about a lot of the things that he's been saying online. And I'm kind of sick and tired of it. Now, look, I'm going to continue to use Gab. I'm going to continue to use Parler. I'm trying to run a business here. I'm going to do everything that I can to be everywhere that I can be, of course. But I'm kind of tired of this CEO of Gab basically coming out and trying to attack another free speech platform, mind you. Okay. So first of all, one of the actual posts that he put up direct from him is quote, good to hear that Parler will be back online today after an entire month of being down. Now the Mercers and their billion dollars combined with the entire establishment, right? Grift machine can compete against grassroots Gab and the people on an even tech playing field. Now, the reason why he's posting this is because he's upset. The CEO of Gab is upset because of the fact that Parler got more popular than his side ever did, or at least at the time that it did. Now, the best thing that could have happened for Gab is for Parler to go down, and that's what happened. And instead of welcoming in Parler users, he decided to attack Parler. Now, keep in mind, Gab's no saint in this arena either. Gab fell for the same tricks, by the way, that Parler did. Gab hosted on Amazon. Gab pulled from Amazon. Domain, gone. All of that. The same thing happened to Gab. And then they get upset. And now he's wanting to basically take cheap shots at Parler because they did the same thing. Now, granted, if he knew anything about the actual reports that were going on, Bongino himself said that we were telling them, you need to have an alternative to Amazon. It was John Matz that kept Parler on Amazon. John Matz isn't even working for Parler anymore, yet the CEO of Gab is going to continue to attack Parler for this. And, and then, of course, one of the craziest things this guy's been doing is posting left-wing hit pieces of Parler to his Gab profile, okay? So he keeps posting this article. Every deleted post, many with users' location data, has been archived. Those are the posts that he's putting up right now on his Gab page. He's putting it up on 
as well on his Twitter Gab profile also. And he's just posing these out. These are not conservative sites, folks. These are sites that have gone out of their way to attack Parler and run its name through the dirt. These are the same sites, by the way, that given the different circumstance, would be saying that Gab is a white supremacist site. They actually are the ones that did it, by the way. Gizmodo? That's a far left site that pretends to care about tech. They don't care about free speech. All of these sites that he's posting these things from are sites that have put out hit pieces on Gab too. I don't understand what the problem is with this guy. So it's okay. It's okay for a left-wing outlet as long as it's attacking your competitor for you to post their stuff out and hit, give them more ad revenue. Not to mention the, the posts are a lie. Unless he also thinks that maybe I'll just go on to Parler and start posting all of these old posts about how Gab is a white supremacist site. Of course, that doesn't make any sense. Because it's a left-wing hit piece site. They're not on our side. So why would you use them as a means to attack another free speech platform? Look, we want the same thing. We all want the same thing. We want a free speech platform or several free speech platforms. It's not his place to go out and try and post these left-wing site hit pieces onto another site when we could all be actually helping each other out here. So that article is from January 11th. What happened to it? That's what I have to ask all these people. Everybody that's saying that Parler was got all this data hacked and all this stuff. What happened to that site? Hmm. I, I don't see it. I, I, I haven't seen any of the posts from any of that. Oh, they, they have all these, all these terabytes of, of photos and, and posts and data. Where's it at? I've, I've seen a few cloud links that keep getting taken down. But I've yet to have seen anybody posting a bunch of stuff. Folks, the stuff that was there was public. You want to know how? Go to Google. Search for any of the influencers that are on Twitter right now. Just search their name or their at. Search it. You're going to see their posts embedded on Google. You're going to see the pictures embedded on Google. Their whole Twitter feed is going to be on Google. And guess what? You don't even have to go to Twitter to do it. That's how Parler was set up, folks. That stuff was public. If you had your profile set to private, they don't have it. How is it that all of a sudden they want to pretend as if they have all this data? Oh, the data leaked, the data leaked, the data never leaked. It's because you don't understand how sites work. You don't understand how a public site like Twitter or Parler functions. Don't blame this stuff on Parler because you don't know how internets and apps work. All of these people saying this have no idea what's going on. That story was from a month ago, and nobody's talked about it since then. You know why? Because no one cares about a bunch of public posts. It's irrelevant to the conversation that we're having today. That's the reason why you're not seeing it anymore. So we need to realize this. The, the data was not leaked. And if you're saying that, oh, well, Paul is collecting your data, Paul is doing all this stuff... You don't have any proof that Gab's not doing that. They've, he could be right now, and you wouldn't know. The only difference is that somebody told you something different. That's the problem I have with this Parler versus Gab. I'm going to keep using Gab. I'm going to keep using it. That doesn't mean that I have to agree with the CEO. I wouldn't be on Parler if I agreed with the CEO of Parler on everything, or the previous CEO, I mean, but because I, I don't. But the point is, is that this guy and this CEO has sat there trying to retweet what I've put up as comments, and trying to rebut the arguments. Well, he doesn't even know what he's talking about. This is the same guy, the CEO of uh, Gab, that put out this post saying that Gab was back after six days. On the seventh day, we rested. Some Christian, 
Some Christian to compare him bringing his sight back online to the creation of the heavens and the earth in Genesis. Real smooth, man. That's not a good look from anybody that's calling themselves a Christian at all. And this guy is supposed to be the beacon of all of this stuff. We just believe everything he says, even though he's posting out left-wing articles about how bad Parler is, apparently. Okay, okay. Let's see how it is. Either way, uh, I just had to get that on my chest. I know it's a bit of a rant. It's just because, you know, we need to work together here. We need to work together. I don't have to like or believe everything you believe in, but we have to work together for a common goal. That goal is free speech. And until we get there, we're wasting our time focusing on the wrong things. So with that being said, I thank you for watching the show. I will be back on Thursday with more. Um, thank you for watching, and I will see you on the next one. You just watched an episode from The William Hall Show. Please remember to like, share, and subscribe.